Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of The Jump In. This is number 25. Myself, Logan. F word. And a brand newly relocated Kim1234. Oh, yes. California. It is sunny. Check it out. Land of the free. Back, back. Cali, Cali. Oh, low. I like the reference. I'm going, going. Back. You can tell that and, Kim's uh, not in Japan as well because he's not in a in a in a box room, in a cupboard. Like you can like spread your arms out. You've got space to live. It's all good, man. Yeah, but you place that's right. So. Nice spot. Got a conversation around there sometimes. It has, hasn't it? Yeah. When was the last time we were connected? It's been a little bit, at least a few. Last episode was with Chris T, and that was probably like a month and a half ago. But, you know, it takes time to move to the States. I had to, like, move all my stuff out of my Japanese apartment, come over here. You know, yeah, it, it's a long process. There's been a lot of stuff going on as well. We've been traveling a lot. Um, obviously, yeah. we had the, the premiere in uh, Paris, UFA. Uh, we had uh, Hype Spotting in Glasgow. And, of course, you had NCR as well. So we've all been mad busy. Uh, lots just of stuff before that, we were, we, were, we were in Texas as well. I'm pretty sure that happened, like. You know, during or before yeah, the Chris, Chris been... D thing. Yeah, it wasn't even that long ago. South by South. Logan was there for just a day, yeah? But he was yeah. there for like a week, but he did the game and stuff for like a day because, you know, he had, he had other stuff to take care of. Oh, yeah, that's right. Big time internationals out here, you know? We're getting there, we're getting there. But let's cut to the chase. Let's talk about some controversial, riveting Street Fighter Five topics. Are you guys ready? Let's What's go. What we got on the docket today? What's on the list? Damn. The first one is, oh, oh, if I keep doing this, especially on nationwide TV and on stream, are you guys, are you guys getting bored of this, seeing this action? Is it still funny? Is it still intimidating? Because our first topic is basically, is teabagging, is teabagging played out? What do you guys think? Uh, I'm happy to kick off. I'll say for now, no. I think it's still quite fresh. I think the you know there's a younger generation out there of players who are abusing it a hell of a lot more than the people who we came up playing and the people before us used to do. Um, but for now, for me as a spectator, I still quite enjoy it. Um, and I do actually like to pay attention to the fact that there are a select few individuals that one or two of these younger, very talented players choose not to do it to. Which still, which gives it still a bit of a, a bit of meaning, and it makes it still quite a significant insult. Insult when they do do it to someone else, because you know there's a level of which they would, a person they wouldn't do it to. So um, yeah, I still find it quite entertaining. It's still hilarious. I still laugh when I see it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, I quite like all of the creative ways in which people find to like clown people. I guess. Um, yeah. Of course, we're basically talking about Punk and Do. Do is like the father of it, pretty much, in modern Street Fighter. Punk has obviously taken it to a next level. He's very creative with it as well. Um, and of course, we yeah, saw... The, the delayed. The we, saw, delayed. We, saw, we, saw, we saw Punk pitch... We saw Punk like pick third and fourth string characters on guys in tournament as well. Um, yeah. We saw him pick his pick. Pick their own characters. Yeah, I was just going to say mirror matches on purpose as well. So he's trying to be like creative with it at least. Um, obviously, like in Third Strike, taunting was a thing because you actually got something from taunting. And then 
of course, in Street Fighter 4, we had like the post KO hits as well, which everyone kind of liked. And there was Bring crazy in that. Bring them back. I guess in SF5, teabagging is a thing because it's like the only thing you can get in. You can like you can do that and still get your jump in stun combo. Whereas like the taunts yeah. are kind of slow, right? So oh, too long, yeah. Yeah, I can't taunt you and get a jump in combo. So yeah. you know, unless it's a guaranteed kill, I'm not going to be taunting. Maybe if they made taunts a bit faster, we'd see that in game, and it was kind of like because I guess like when you're on TV, like you said, TBS, illegal, all that stuff. You know, seeing someone go like like to the average person, no one like there's no context there. Like no one knows what it meant. And if you have to try and explain to someone what teabagging is. Oh, you don't want to really. It's a big conversation. So, like, let's just let's just hopefully like to let Capcom know. Yeah, we want we want that shit. We want we want smack talk in game. Yeah, speed taunts up. Let's get the taunts in quickly. Then let's we get can... the hits after the KO as well. You know, <laughs> or maybe just what? take out mashing out of stun. Like, just take out mashing out. It's so arbitrary. It's like an old school arcade thing. Like. Make it so that I can guarantee get my taunt in and a jump in every time I stun you, and then that's. Well, that. I mean, uh, I don't know, man. I quite like. I quite I like that uh, part. <laughs> yeah, I like. I like. I like the rest of that stun. I like that's, seeing that. It's so like irrelevant, though. It's like it's, you know, it's kind of cool for, for to, to see when you're watching. Like everyone remembers when Daigo yeah. caught Justin Wong with the parries, and it wasn't a stun situation. But everyone remembers. Everyone who was there remembers Justin Wong, even though. It's, all you could do just mash it. Yeah, it was mashing for his life. Supers or whatever he's trying to mash it up. Like, that's not. It's not the same thing. I, I, basically, visually, teabagging looks kind of whack. Having to explain it to people that don't know what it is is kind of whack. So I'm trying to think of ways in which we can get legitimate taunts in the game. I think your first, that, your first solution sounds great. Or, just just speed them up. On, on, we we on, could on. do them in the previous street fight. All right. Uh, th- let me add my piece in real quick. So. The whole the whole act of teabagging is is all good, but I think people should should they should mix it up. Okay, there's the walking forward teabag, there's the walking back teabag. You know, like the thing is the that delay teabag. The <laughs> delay teabag is kind of whack. I mean, let's be honest. Oh, if it's a if it's a taunt, it's, it's got to be a hype. You see, it's be okay, fast. okay, it's okay. Right? Mm. Yeah. So then I, I was thinking, like, why don't you do, like, the, the jiggle? Okay, actually, I'm going to spice in the video real quick. Yeah, I showed Logan this video about um, Tokido taunting Daigo at SVO1 in CBS2. And he was playing Sakura against Sagat. And he kept, like, teabagging. But he was doing it uh, while walking back. Because he knew that um, Sagat couldn't um, approach Sakura. So he kept doing that. So, you sure he, buff- he wasn't buffering? No, oh, this is Sakura. He doesn't look sure he wasn't wave dashing? No. <laughs> So, okay, so my opinion is that basically teabagging is, I mean, no, it shouldn't get taken out. It's all good. But if you kind of abuse it, if you expect that it's going to happen every single time, then, yeah, I'm going to get kind of kind of bored, you know? Like, yeah. well, mix it up, include a taunt, <laughs> maybe don't teabag. teabag Just to extend on that point you made, that point you made is really, really a big deal in Street Fighter Five, Kim, because uh, stun is probably more common in Street Fighter Five than any other Street Fighter. I mean, ST to a degree, but those stuns could last like two seconds. You literally see a stun almost every set. No matter how even the set is, there's always just a couple of rounds where someone gets stunned. And when these guys stun you, the, the natural go-to thing for them is to teabag you. So it is getting rinsed a lot because the scenario where you have your opponent stunned is very common 
Let's shoot fire fire. So, of, yeah. course, of course, it's going to have a diminished psychological effect if you keep seeing it over and over again. Like if it's Absolutely. if it's a one-off thing and the guy's teabagging you out of nowhere and you've not seen him do it. Like, you know, like Zhao Hai is a great example. You saw when Du was doing it to him, it had an effect <laughs> on him, right? But oh, like, it was purpose for sure, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But like someone in the States who just, I see this every week because we have high-level street fighter on every week now. It's like, okay, punk, you got a stun and you teabag me. Okay, cool, let's just carry on playing. No, but it happens every single time now. You know, mm. if punk is playing yeah. some nobody, he's playing someone that, you know, is trying to get an advantage over. Yeah, so I'm Who saying does it, doesn't, it? So, it doesn't have any effect anymore. Let's, let's not be too harsh, guys. They, they, are, they are starting <laughs> to step it up in terms of creativity. I mean, we're starting yeah. to see teabags in the middle of combos now. We're starting to see teabags tea in the middle of crush counters. Empty jump teabags. I you know, love there's, that. There's some that Urian double ages combo. <laughs> that Urian double ages combo oh, with the sick. taunt in the middle. That is sick. Gassed. I love yeah. that shit. Now that's the sick way to find a way to throw your opponent. That, that is sick. I love that shit. Like that stuff's cool. I mean, but yeah, I, I would rather see taunts than. I don't want to see that. Shit. <laughs> it just looks whack, you know. Like let's find a way yeah. to get taunts in the game. <clears throat> All right, let's move on to another topic because apparently T bags are going nowhere. We're gonna see it as uh, we're gonna see it this weekend in Texas. Is it this? Is it this weekend? Yeah, yeah. Dreamhack, Austin. Yeah, Dreamhack, right? Yeah, that's that's a premier. Dreamhack, Austin. I that think it is a premier. Is... Yeah, America gets like fifteen yeah. premiers, right? One of the Dreamhacks in America is a premier. There's oh. two in America this year. I'd imagine it'll be Austin. That's the big one. Yeah, I think Austin's gonna be a premier. Yeah. Can we talk yeah, about how how, how how completely lopsided and weighted in America's favor is the fact that they've got so many premiers. And no hey, uh, by the way, uh, I'm loving it because <laughs> hey, I'm in America now and I can literally go to any event in three hours. Fuck that. America, baby, we did it. You don't get more America than fucking iced coffee, fucking oh. coffee in the background, American, yeah, and, and premieres everywhere. I'm loving it. Fuck it. Fuck you guys. <laughs> You're going to be at every you single event now. Yeah, yeah, but you guys get free trips though. What the hell? Uh, not necessarily to the States, We don't. Yeah, they got they got teams for America, man. They're still hating. <laughs> How do you feel about the April patch um, being delayed? <sighs> okay, all right. Then. Next topic. I, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy for them to take as long as they need to do what they need to do because the. The main problem was this game came out rushed, right? This game came out before it should have really came out. Um, yeah. I think Capcom have acknowledged that. Um, no, they've seen it now. It's fixed. And they keep like trying to do mini patches, mini patches, and it's not really having an effect on the CFN. You know, They keep doing server maintenance. I don't really notice any difference. No, it's having the opposite effect, really. For me as well. So I would rather them say you know what guys we're going to take a bit longer we're getting some great feedback with this beta test and you know we're going to try and make sure that the cfn is the cfn we want to give you and the cfn you deserve that's fine i'm happy with that balance patch i don't know man like i'm not really down with the balance patch in the middle of the, once the season started anyway to be yeah, honest with yeah, you. Yeah. Um, i haven't really seen anything game breaking that needs to get patched out so far at the it, moment, it's, it's yeah, literal. Like, I think it's just basically like short-term nerfs, and then they yeah. see what's going to happen. Like, where was their commitment? Like, a year ago, you know? oh, yeah. So their <laughs> commitment a year, <laughs> their commitment a year ago. It's, and you guys don't, you guys can't forget. 
for sure. But you know, we're not going to touch the game until the very yeah, end. And it is in this game, it, it is what it is. But now, like, I don't know what it is. Like, should I even play it anymore? You know, they also, I they also said that they're gonna they're gonna be bringing the weaker characters up to where the stronger characters are. But we're already seeing so many of the stronger characters just taking more hits. Uh, and in addition to that, the weaker characters who were supposed to be brought up to the stronger characters level, a few of them have taken some significant hits too. So there's there's some like surprising inconsistencies there as well. But you know, mm. uh, it's hard to judge until you see it in practice. But I mean, it definitely sounds contradictory at the moment, for, for the very least. Yeah. All right. So so Logan's against it. Ben, I mean, I'm I'm for. I'm for them taking their time with the server and the CFN and the infrastructure and the whatever the game balance. I see the game balance needs to stay because that was one of the things that really fucked with like Mortal Kombat and Injustice One, right? MK9, the patching fucked that game over. Like it put off so many people, and all you were really left with was like the hardcore MK players that will play anything you put out that's got MK on it. Injustice again, they kind of patched it, then they left it alone, and that was cool. Um, I'm really, really wary of having a competitive professional league for a fighting game in which you don't give the players enough time to find solutions to stuff that's, you know, perceived as being high-powered and not, you know... Yeah, because because now there's a lot of money on the line, you know? Yeah, and like, there. Yeah. you can't... We don't have the player base in Street Fighter. Even though Street Fighter is by far and away the biggest competitive fighting game in the market, Regardless of sales figures, it's got the biggest attendance numbers. Um, we do not have a big enough player base for people to take um, every one of the 26 characters and a world-class player to really get to the, to the bottom of that character within a few months. It's not possible. We don't have enough people doing that. Um, so we need to give the game time to breathe and live. <clears throat> people are already mitigating, you know, Boxer Wrecker resets, you know, they're finding sort of like timing to block block OS timings on overheads and stuff. Um, they're dealing with with Urian. I mean, Nemo, great player. He only finished fourth in this event in China this weekend. So, you know. Um, <clears throat> Jump back OS. So you're seeing people come up with solutions for, for the mechanics of the game that's as well. That's one of my fun things, like seeing that. Which has actually been, yeah, that's been sick. That's actually been exciting to see. Where the game's now evolving to, where people like Street Fighter Five is too linear, Street Fighter Five doesn't have depth, and suddenly there's this tech that the players have developed, and now the game's developing depth because the players are now going to the second layer of punishing that tech. tech. Exactly, you know and that's actually quite exciting to see, and then they want to take it out of the game, which really surprises me. Um, and when we were and when we were commentating at UFA, and we had um, you know F Champ was doing so well, it actually gave us stuff to talk about, uh, like in a deeper level, where he was doing the OS tech on the Gale and yeah how that was working out and doing the OS um, crouch fierce when they were doing the tick throws. See, so I didn't even know that was an OS. Yeah, when he explained that, I thought, yeah. wow. That, that. No, but, but, but Capcom just made your job easier. Now you can just say, well, he gets wrong, and that's it. That's <laughs> true, true. Yeah, but we don't I want mean, our job to be easier. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would, I, I, these are the things that make the game beautiful for me, like those, those things that the, these world-class, genius-level players discover and and like like Femi said, the different levels to adaptation and tech and counter tech um, that comes out of it. And to be honest with you, like more guesses is not good. I don't think, um, especially because of the severity. If, it, if it's of too guesses. honest, if it's too honest, I don't think like it's gonna. Oh shit! 
10% remaining. If the game is too honest, I don't think the game is going to last that long. There has to be, you know, there's also like an underlying topic, uh, another topic. It's basically, mm. Jump OS is tech, right? Yeah. If you make tech, now you're afraid that they're going to take it away. So why would you ever re reveal it, you know? Like, uh, you know, Sonic Fox, he, I don't, uh, I don't play Mortal Kombat, but infamously, he, he obviously created some tech that lasted a year, and then they finally found out about it, but then for a year, he was, like, super successful, right? And, and there's a reason that he kept this tech. And in Street Fighter V, like, since it's the most popular fighting game out there, if I find something out now, after a year of Street Fighter V being out, I know not to tell anyone. Because yeah. what's going to happen now? Yo, 250 Gs, man, you know, it's got to this point now where... You'd be doing yourself some significant financial harm, you know, sharing that. Well, guys have been that already. I mean, you remember, you remember Nuki before SBO, like allegedly had all this Chun Li tech that he was not going to tell anyone until after the tournament for SF four. That was was that. Yeah, share tech is very new. Yeah, very new because yeah. you know the whole the whole social media and YouTube boom kind of made it like a mandatory thing, and people could go and watch what you did and replay it again and again and again. Whereas yeah. before. You'd come home from a tournament and you'd sit there and talk with Ryan Hart and, and whoever else is there and you'd be like, that thing he did made no sense. How did he do that? How did he do that? But you can't play it back. You just, mm. you just sit there and theorize. If you well, now I can even go on CFN now. and I can see your inputs as well. You know, yeah, like I can, yeah. I can literally <laughs> do a post-mortem on what you did. So, yeah. And, and of course, a lot of the guys coming up with the greatest tech are not the, the high-level players as well. You've got yeah, all these, all these accounts on, on Twitter where people are coming up with like crazy stuff. Uh, and it's getting shared and spreading around the world and uh, evolving and developed. So <clears throat> yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting situation. Tech's good, um, and yeah, just in general, in terms of balance changes to the game, I would rather it was just kept flat outright once a year, and that's it. And we rock it out for the season, and then we move on to next season. Personally, that's my opinion. But when I'm it not, comes, to, I'm not, sorry, go ahead. And but when it comes to like improvements and um, CFN and server improvements. I'm happy for any delays. If Capcom thinks that that is going to allow them to give us the best possible product, then I'm all for that. Don't rush that shit out. Just get the game down. You know, great stuff. I'm happy with that. <clears throat> Not to dwell too much on the on the tech side of it, but there's also like some minor inconsistencies there as well. Like uh, the Zangiefs have got this tech where they do like a delayed command grab now, right? And a delayed a yeah. yeah, a delayed command grab. Beats your backdash, uh, beats your jump back OS if you're doing a, a delayed jump back OS, and it blocks your reversal, right? So this is this is an option. Don't say it out loud. Well, no, I don't play Zangief. I don't play Zangief, so I don't care if it gets nerfed. But this, how do you even nerf that? You know, you could create more invincibility friends on the back. That's I don't know. But you, if you go down this slippery slope of like suddenly nerfing everything that has some kind of creative tech that, that can answer more than one one question. Um, Suddenly, it becomes a bit unfair because you've got loads of other things that some characters can do that, you know, arguably isn't fair. Answers two or three things in one. The one funny minute. thing is, as well, they it's impossible to take out jump back tech. It's actually impossible because you, do it, yeah. you can jump and then you can tech. That that's always going to be in the game. Like what they've done is consistently well, made it make your jump frames probable. What they've considered, well, if you make your jump feints throwable, then we're all fucked and Zangief is going to rule us all um, because they can't do that. You know what I mean? Like, we're completely fucked if your jump, if your pre jump frames are throwable, then yeah, I'm, just to stick away. I'm just, I'm just going to pick up. up Laura or Geef and we'll just have glorious years together in that game. But um, <clears throat> what they've just done is consistently make it harder and harder and harder to execute. 
which is kind of ironic because the whole point was they wanted this game to just be full of stuff that's easy to execute, right? So people are going to still be able to do this tech. It's just going to be a, a, a much, much smaller number of people that could physically execute it because you're going to have to go up, back, then down, then tech because you can't tech whilst holding up on the stick. So yeah. it's going to be like a weird, like a dragon punchy kind of motion that you're going to have to do to get the tech out. And obviously it's going to have to be two frames specific to get it done as well. well if Dal Sims can jump back tech with Gale, then I think um, anyone's going to be able to jump back tech with a... Uh, Possibly. All right, so um, I guess we've been spending a lot of time talking about Jump OS and everything, but that kind of also... Um, that basically implies um, Street Fighter V and its defensive mechanisms and how there's not a lot of it. Um, lately, in the public, there's been a lot of discussion about uh, Street Fighter V needing um, one more defensive option or you know, maybe more invincibility on backdashes, maybe like a new mechanism called V-Defense, something like that. <laughs> they should definitely put more throw invincibility on backdashes. I, don't, I, I really don't get that. I can guess... You're gonna come on and grab me, but if you delay it, I still get grabbed. It's like, what's the point? In it's hard well, enough to escape command grabs in this game, you know. I think that's down to the range as well. Yeah, I guess I'm talking about command grabs more than yeah. normal grabs. Like, I would uh, say it's an interesting one because obviously invincible backdashes only existed in Street Fighter Four because of level three focus, right? Uh, and also because I think it was just a, a safeguard, uh, you know, just if you no. have to use as Go on. It was literally because of level three focus being invincible. So if someone charged it up in your face, you had no option other than to try and jump and get snackish specialed or <coughs> hold it and it was guard break. So having an invincible backdash was the answer to level three focus. I don't mind invincible backdash. It's interesting. Um, yeah, but then we we look at other games just just to add to that. We look at other like fighting games. Throws are very they're not they're not that powerful, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. Of course, they can be really really powerful in like in freaking um, MKX when you're stuck in a corner in like a crazy loop. And, but um, you know, like KOF for example, like throws have like zero range and they're very you know they can be very hard to like implement like effectively consistently. They're very powerful in this game. If I have if I have an option that that gets me out of that scenario. I don't think mm. this would really be an option that, that keeps me in it if I've guessed that scenario, you know what I mean? Like, mm. If you're going to dash forward and grab me, then fair enough, you read my backdash and you read, like, you're sick. Mm. You know, if you're going to cross-count, like, I already get cross-counted for it, you know what I mean? There's already enough risk-reward there. The balance is already quite quite <laughs> even out. So Can we look at like other Street Fighter games and see what they had? So ST obviously had nothing at all. You just took it and that so was you. And, and also the tech was random in ST. Yeah. Completely random. There's no tech in Let's not use ST as an example, then. <laughs> and how quick were thrones in ST? Like two frames, something insane like that? Like mad fast, right? I, I actually yeah. can't say, but they were super uh, fast. So ST is like, let's put ST at like level one of defensive options, in which yeah. you didn't have any, but you're playing yeah. the neutral with punishing. So it's up there for that. But that was your. Don't you think if like. Let's say uh, throw loops or just general offense was a little bit nerfed, but that would kind of solve the, the defensive issue. No, because it means that you don't get knees. Yeah, I think I think they nerfed enough. I think they nerfed that enough already. Throws, you know, 
No one, I think no the whole meaty thing is already enough enough as it is. No one gets mid. No one gets throw loops mid screen. So that's that's kind of what it is. I mean, unless it's a command. I mean, unless you're talking command grabs, no one gets the mid screen. So, but that's the what I'm, that's what I'm, I'm talking about though. Like if you so not just not just throws, not just command throws. Like in general, like if if offense. Okay, so obviously they can't do it for every single thing. But if it was nerfed like fifty percent, then that the whole defensive thing would be, especially if they nerf it uh, pertaining to a certain character. Then the whole defensive yeah. thing would not be as so much that, of an issue. The issue that I have there major. is that for characters like Geef and Laura, if they were not in range to command grab you, <clears throat> they wouldn't be in range to get you with a with a button either. So mm-hmm. you're basically saying if you take the command grab, you get out and that's it. Which is which is like a fair thing to say. It's, it's, it is a it is a it is a ethos of game design. You take the command grab. That's it. There's there's your guaranteed damage and stun. Now let's play again. Um, and we're not game designers, so this is these are just our opinions. Yeah, but, no, you know, just, we're just yeah. we're just spitballing. We're just throwing ideas together. Um, <clears throat> however, I like the idea that, say for example, if Laura was in a position where if she command grabs you, she can kind of like throw loops like Cammy has, for example, where if you wake up and press buttons, you'll beat her throw. But if you wake up and press buttons and she press buttons, she beats your buttons. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So say Laura wasn't in a situation where she could come out and grab you and it would get your block and your button. That's, I think, bad. I think, I think when you're in a situation when you wake up and if you press a button or you block, you lose both times to come out and grab. I think that's a bad situation and that's probably too strong. If I make a read that you're going to grab me and I press a button on my wake up, I should win. If I make I think, a, I think there's... if I make a read that you're going to press a button and I block and I can't, therefore I give you the time to come on grab me. That makes sense to me, but <clears throat> you know, this is all very Street Fighter Five specific for me, which is which is fine because we're talking about Street Fighter Five, but. <laughs> Even that, I think, is too, is too linear. I hate the idea. I, I still can't stand the whole, you know, you, only, you can only press this button and that button in this situation. I, I, I really don't understand why the game has to be that restrictive. But right. having said that, having said that, in the scenarios you're referring to, mm. for me, I think your suggestion actually makes sense if you're talking just Street Fighter Five. But for me, as a yeah. fighting game lover, when I think about the potential, how, how much better Street Fighter Five potentially could be with just a, bit, just a couple of little tweaks, it's already a really fun game, but just a couple of little tweaks here and there. If I do guess right, Let's say I could get grabbed or, or punched. If I do guess right, just you, you, you should suffer for it. That's it. For me, that, 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 that's, that's fighting games. That's street fight. That, that, that makes sense. If I do guess right, then you are taking a big risk right now with this command grab. You're getting well, fucked. Well, they, they kind of that's are it. because if you jump out of it, you get a big punish. So that's what. Yeah, but a jump, out, time... is, a jump mm. out is one of the right guesses, right? Yes. There's most people right aren't neutral. But most people aren't neutral. Of course they're not. Funny enough, it's funny you say that. A lot of people are neutral jumping, especially against that. Yeah, but they get hit. They get hit by, yeah. It's not, it's not, the reads are just too good, right? Which is fine. I'm I'm happy with that because that's basically the situation that it should be. It should be you jump. If they read that you're going to jump and press a button, then you lose. Cool. Or you're getting, you're getting jabbed. So it's not like it's the end of the world. It's not like he's getting a massive crush counter combo on you. You're just getting, stay there and we're going to do this again, which I don't mind. But, I think if you're in a situation where the command grab will beat three, two of your three options, 
<clears throat> it's kind of strong. Every time you, every time we have this conversation about, you know, cross counters on dragon punches, for example, like if I if I bait out your dragon punch, I'm going to get a big damage combo anyway, regardless, without without cross counter, right? <clears throat> but the cross counter adds even more to that risk, so it's kind of like made the the dragon punch less and less and less of a viable option. Whereas with command grabs, everyone always says to me, oh, but, you know, if, if you make the read and jump out of the command grab, then you get a jumping combo and it's, you know, it's really risky and what have you for these characters. Yeah. 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 But if, if they guess correctly, then they put you back in that, that shitty situation. Exactly. And you get looped into the same situation. And with characters like Geef and Laura, they have the potential to do so much damage and stun that they only need to get two of those right. And you've lost the round. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not, it's you not know, so it's it's like a really really huge risk, and and I think that's game design, right? That's the thing that people are already finding kind of weird with Street Fighter Five. It's that they don't feel like it's, yeah, we're, okay, we're okay. We're okay. We're we're okay playing a game of reads, right? We're okay playing a game of reads, but I guess people don't feel like their reads are being rewarded. Kind of like what you said, Femi. Like if I make the right read, give me the reward for it. You know. Like don't don't if, I'm, if I make the wrong read twice, like I, I, I always yeah. I've always felt like if there if there are two scenarios where I could guess wrong, right? Uh, against especially against command grab characters, right? Uh, command grabs have got to be in the game. They have to be. And even this loop that we're talking about, I think it has to be in the game personally. I think for the sake of everything that makes fighting games exciting, these loops need to stay, personally, right? That's my opinion, as a spectator, right? As a player, I can't stand them, right? But as a spectator, I, I, I completely understand why they should be in the game, and I think it's great for, for watching. It's very exciting, very energetic. But when you're in that scenario, I, I think there should always be a situation where you can pick one, right? Where if I just pick this one option, and he keeps giving me that option, it's going to take him an eternity to kill me from it. That's why, because Apple could Apple could TT you like eight times in Street Fighter Four. In Street Fighter Four. Well, that's that's basically yeah. you know what I mean? that's basically that's basically. If he Ken kills you with TTs, he's sick. If he kills you that's with TTs, he's sick. That's basically Ken and Boxer's corner loops. In that, if you keep taking a throw, it's only like a hundred and twenty or whatever it is damage a time. You've got to take eight of those to die, right? So mm -hmm. you you kind of probably you know you kind of all that taking. You get stunned before that, though, right? No, <clears throat> you can do, but. You've got to take a lot. <laughs> You've got to take a lot. Well, unless he teabags you, obviously. But, yeah, um, yeah. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, so th there's, there's one thing that we're not talking about here. One thing is, like, let's talk about that cami throw loop thing in the corner, okay? Yeah, if you, I like if you get hit, it, yeah, If you get hit by that, then you can be like, okay, man, you deserve it. Okay? Yeah, yeah, there's true, true. There, there's true. situations where, like, you can easily admit you got outplayed or you guessed wrong. But yeah. if you like are in this situation where it's just a, literally like five seconds of decisions and then you lose, and, it, and, it's, and it's something that you can't really rationalize, and you're like, okay, well, I just guess wrong. That doesn't feel good, right? That doesn't feel like the other guy worked for it, he just guessed in right. In both those situations, you guess wrong, though. Like, Cam the Cammy yeah, situation yeah, yeah. is just a riskier guess for her. But, mm -hmm. like, say, for example, the difference between Cammy and maybe Akuma in the corner, right? In the. I, I use I use Akuma as a good example because he is his throw loop in the corner. In my case, though, Ke Ke because, of, because of the distance after a throw, because <laughs> you, you either get a fat ass combo or you get thrown because the Kemi because you knew the Kemi had to take that risk. But if if Kemi yeah, was so that's, that's next what I'm saying. That's my point. That's my point. So that's yeah. there's still guesses. You're still making a read, right? But it's riskier for Kemi because yeah, the chances of getting right are lower for Kemi because because. 
you can't, you, Cammy cannot cover both those options. And that's what well, my point was with the command grab situation where Laura's in V-trigger and she's plus one um, after a command grab. And you don't have a three-frame button. So with Cammy, if I make the read that you're going to try and throw me and I press a button, I win because I made a read that you're going to try and go for the throw. Whereas like Ken, Akuma, Boxer, if I make a read you're going to throw me, all I can do is tech. I can't press a button because your throw will beat my button as well. Your throw will eat my button on startup. So it's a, it's a different situation. Uh, um, I think it's probably, yeah, in terms of like the risk reward, it, it's probably it's probably better to be in that cami. But then, you know, if you look at how they've balanced cami, she's got so many tools that no one complains about cami's throw loops in the corner, right? Because they're focusing well, on that. No, because she has, she has back strong to stop people from jumping. So, yeah. <laughs> her, yeah. So, uh, in that situation, like, that's more street fighter-y to me. It's more, it's yeah. a little bit more like uh, player-based, player-based skill, because obviously, if you're jumping, then you get hit by this. Now you're cornered. Now there's a couple, there's a deeper read that needs to be made to get damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It, it, well, let me just throw this in real quick. So, like at NCR, there was four Bisons in my pool. Okay, me, uh, Richard Clink, SC Panoy, and then like these these other two Bisons. Okay, we all lost to Kyle P. Do you, do you guys want to see him? Yeah, Kyle P. Was in Kali or Mika? Who was it? I can't no, no, he, he was Laura. He was Laura. And he, oh, he, to I, yes, stars. sorry, it was I watched the set. Who did he play against? Oh, who did he play yeah, against? It's supposed to be Justin and Marvel. But anyway, he's a, he's a good player from Seattle. No, I was, no, he, had a set. he had a set that he was playing and Flo was commentating. Who was it against? It was against... I watched Haitani. 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 Oh, it was, no. that's, that's why I said Nikali, because I saw Nikali on the screen. Yeah, so basically his whole strategy was based around pressing medium kick and V-trigger activation and nothing else. That was literally it. Yes, right? yes, yes, yep. yes, 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 yes. Okay, so, so the thing that, that we were talking about was... Not only is we ha we have to deal with these 50-50 situations that are up close, but in most situations, even a boxer, let's say a boxer makes two good reads, he still needs one extra hit to kill you. But not Laura. Laura at the very end, where you think like, okay, that that last hit's not gonna kill, it does kill. Yeah, yeah you're dead. You're dead. You're dead. I agree. It's, it's, I agree. In, it's insane. Boxer, boxer only needs it's, two touches. Or maybe or you, but maybe. But you're, you're, you're talking about with V trigger. Right? I think Laura would ex me. You're dead, man. Nah, Laura, Laura needs a V-trigger as well, but she doesn't have the frame advantage for after the... But she's after. getting it. She's oh, getting if, she gets the guesses, if she gets two guesses, it doesn't matter about frame advantage. Two guesses with two meters, and you're stunned. But she can't... You're actually dead. After, that's the thing. So with Laura, in those situations, if she gets a combo into the into the ender, right, she can't command grab you after that. She, does, she doesn't go into ender. If she, if she gets a combo, she goes into EX reset. Yeah. If you guess wrong there... She goes and says, EX reset, you're dead. That's it. No, th no, th this, is, this is how it goes. I outputsing her for 80 yeah. seconds, and she gets V trigger because I'm outputsing her, and then she yeah. kills me. What does she do? Four fifths? That's punch. what happens. That's what I'm saying. She needs uh, to be a V trigger, and it's the same situation as Boxer, really. But she's getting it, so it's not really a matter. If you're talking, if you're talking about V trigger, I think then, then it's the same. Yeah. I agree with Logan. I don't think it's, it's different from. Uh, I think Laura's more devastating outside of V trigger than Boxer, but in V trigger, they're both two touch kill. But then we're, then we're talking about, like, Ibuki situation as well, where you just need a meter and you get a 50-50 mid-screen, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty so, heavy. But, but she needs, like, four of those to kill you. Yeah, all right, mate. Whereas Laura doesn't last need... Season, 
Maybe well, last season she needed four. Keep it on topic, guys. Keep it on topic. Wait, wait, guys. If you're talking, if you're talking about, if you're just talking about the EX mix-up, I promise you, she can't kill you off that. She can't. <laughs> the Laura section will be the next podcast, and the next one will yeah. be about Ken. Okay? Laura, Laura will be talking about defensive shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Yes, I know. I'm with, I'm with Logan. I think. Um, yeah, I agree with you, but I wouldn't say one's one's any easier than the other. You guessed wrong against Laura or, or Boxer twice. You are dead. But that, that's it. So then, I so mean, then, Laura. It's, Laura. It's Laura's a really Laura's a really bad matchup for 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 Bison anyway. Like, yeah, that's, that's probably your worst. That's probably your worst matchup. Oh, it, it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. So, um, and I guess therein lies the issue of defensive options because, like, Bison's there. I mean, aside from maybe Alex, who's got probably the worst defensive options in the game. Alex and Fang probably. What the worst defense? Bison, of- yeah, but if you get hit by by Bison, it hurts, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. it hurts. No, it hurts. Yeah, yeah. You're, 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 you're not in the loop, so so I think that's yeah. kind of cool. I think that's kind of cool. Bison never yeah. did damage, and I can't ask for a loop. Like you know, I already got what I asked for for like seven years, you know. Yeah. But other characters get both, and that that really so that feels that starts to feel like I didn't get outplayed. I kind of lost to you didn't, yeah, you did, the system. Yeah. Right. I definitely think we're in a situation now where there's characters that clearly do the same things as other characters, but they do it. They they can get into that situation a lot easier. They can put you back into that situation if they hit you. Um, and they also have the resources and tools to kill you in, in two mix-up. Guaranteed. And they're the best characters. Yeah. In the game, yeah. you know, um, yeah, there's, there's a couple of characters in the game that that you know, for all Street Fighter Five was totally <laughs> dispel from the previous iteration or series. There's a couple of characters in the game that, that still very much play an element of Street Fighter Four, which mm. is um, which is pretty tough to, to accept for, for characters who don't get that, uh, and it's pretty hard to. Uh, it's not a good feeling losing to it as well when you don't have the options to do it to them. Um, so yeah, I mean that's but that's I guess that's just that's just you'll never have a game that's completely like. There's got to be different types of play sets, you know. Was I don't know if it's, I don't know if, it, if it's because Street Fighter Five is like the latest game, but man, like when someone complains about Street Fighter Five, it, it's weird because in Street Fighter Four it would be like a different story. But in Street Fighter Five, mm. it's usually the same theme, and it's it's really salty. It's never like I need to get better. It's like I need this shit to get nerfed now. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely think. I definitely think that I think social media has a lot to play into that because there becomes a narrative that people repeat without fully understanding what the situation's in. The number of people that I've heard complain about characters or uh, um, mechanics in the game or whatever, and when you actually ask them about the situations that they're losing, they they just don't know what their options are. They they're not even breaking down these situations. Yeah, okay, so they're like, just salty about it. But they're seeing like they're seeing shit on online that people are like complaining about and reiterate it becomes an echo chamber. And that's yeah. not Street Fighter related. That's like life related now because I'm seeing shit like that about politics. Everything man. Very like true. people are not people are What's not popular now, you know? The whole GGXRD and KOF comparison argument, 90% of the people making that argument and comparing GGX or KOF to Street Fighter 
don't play GGX or KOF. I swear to God, go check out, go check out there, go check out the Xbox. Show, show me, show me the hours of footage where you played KOF. They're just jumping on a bandwagon. Don't get me wrong. There's one in ten, maybe one in nine, who actually do play these games and do believe it's a better game and whatever, whatever, whatever. But the rest are just jumping on what's popular to say, and that and that that kind of devalues it when someone does have something relevant, you know, to compare to. I think I think you can see I think you can see from all our previous episodes that we're not like. Yeah, man, Street Fighter Five is the perfect game, and there's nothing wrong with it, and everything's A-OK. It's not the case. Definitely not yeah, the case. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I definitely think there's not enough intelligent, informed discourse and feedback. And maybe that's why a lot of the, a lot of the stuff gets just ignored by Capcom, because it's like echo chamberish, and they're not really getting a lot of, um, <clears throat> like, constructive feedback. Constructive feedback. But I mean, at the end of the end of the day, there's a lot of stuff that's just obvious and should get sorted out. You know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like too, that, yeah. that should get sorted out. But yeah, let's 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 move process. on. We've got another. Speaking of um, Capcom and communication, I think that's one of our topics, right? Yes, sir. All right. So, um, <laughs> boom. I I tried to find a tweet, but it was literally impossible because Capcom Fighters is all about like um, top eight updates, <laughs> top eight <laughs> updates, and like. Catch I think it was a Street Fighter 5 of account that did it. Street Fighter 5 account on Twitter. Oh, is it? Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, not Capcom Fighters. That's why. I definitely, I saw it retweeted the other day. It was going around on Twitter the other day, so. Yeah, but it was retweeted in a sarcastic tone, wasn't it? Like, I saw, I think I saw that too. Yeah, yeah. It was, okay, so, so um, I guess the Street Fighter 5 account, they made a tweet in November. I think it was November of 2016, if I recall. Uh, on saying that, like, we're going to communicate more with uh, with the fan base, there's going to be more feedback, more updates. Maybe it was on Haunt's account? Hmm. Anyway, Street Fighter Five or Haunt's account, one of those. But mm-hmm. um, there's kind of an issue now, because do you, do you really think that they're following through with that, um, with what they were saying before? Because now we, we didn't know um, that the April patch was coming until basically it was too late. We're getting yeah. all these costumes that we didn't really necessarily ask for. Not that we should ask for that kind of thing. It's still a nice bonus. You know, it's, it's nice to have. But, you know, it's weird that Shenley has eight costumes and it's weird that some don't have any. So, like, has got like ones. two, right? Yeah. Also, That's it. Also, you know. Yeah. So, so I mean, basically the issue is um, we as as players, consumers of Street Fighter Five, we want to fucking, we want to feel that like, our input is actually being listened to, especially since we literally spend like I don't know fifty percent of our day thinking about it, right? But it, is it? Are they lying? Is it? You know, is it really something that we should have high hopes for? What do you guys think? I I don't want to get myself in trouble, um, but I genuinely feel there is probably like a communication issue between the offices. Um, there's a PR thing where maybe maybe targets are not reached in time. And rather than sort of holding hands up and saying, you know what, we didn't manage to get this done in time, it then needs to be put somewhere else. It, well, maybe not blame, but like a statement is put out that explains it away, but it's just like not very convincing. Um, and when you're in that situation, obviously, the like we're smart. Now we know how things work. We're on the internet. We read shit. You know, we we have insider sources. So <clears throat> maybe maybe that's just not the the way to go. I, I definitely that's this is why I was cool with 
the CFN update being delayed because mm-hmm. I would rather they just said, you know what, we're just going to delay this and we're going to do it properly and then it comes out and no one complains then. Um, yeah. When, when, once it's out. Obviously, they're going to complain that it's late, but once it's out and it works fine, then everyone's going to be happy and that's a better situation to be in. Um, do, you, do you know when that tweet was made uh, about the delay? Because that was recent. That was like, yeah, it was like last week. week, I think it was. I think it was last week because everyone was expecting like a character trailer at NCR. And then the day after, I think it was like Monday or Tuesday, they announced they announced new um, workplace uniform costumes or whatever it was. Uh, and oh, by the way, the the CFN updates coming later on, and the new character is linked. So that that was the thing. Basically, they said the new character is linked into the new CFN update architecture or something, and that's exactly, why. It's yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't see how that's possible, but it is what it is. Um, <clears throat> Let's just, get, let's just get an announcement that characters are, I mean, like, the time they spend on characters is going to be dramatically uh, minimized. I, personally, because, for uh, me, I'd rather put I all the information. For me, I think we should, know the, we should know which characters are coming out. We should definitely know which characters are coming out. When you're laying down $20 or sure. 20 whatever it is, we should know. You're if right. they're new characters, cool. Then you do the big reveal and we see how they play and that's amazing and we get blown away by that. But for me... I definitely feel like we should know what we're paying for. Um, yeah. It's difficult to defend that. It's definitely difficult. Yeah, jump in. Yeah, I'm with Logan on that. I think um, I do like the fact that they've kind of like, you know, said something. It would have been better if they just said that from the start um, and just give themselves, give themselves very realistic goals. I work in tech myself. I sell software, so... I know how, how difficult and how delayed some solutions can be to get out there. Technical roadmaps are very hard to predict. Um, so, you know, just give yourself time, uh, to, to time for margin for error when you're making these uh, anticipations. I know there's money to be made and we know there's business opportunities. Of course, you know, you ideally you want it out at this time so that this and this can happen. But I, I think, you know, it, it, tech is so hard to predict and software development is so hard to predict that, you know, there's really so many errors that need to be fixed that it's better to just give yourself more time rather than making promises that are going to be very difficult to keep. And also for stuff we're paying for in advance, I, I couldn't echo enough how much I agree with Logan. You know, I'm a, I'm a massive Capcom fan, I'm a massive Street Fighter fan, I'm a massive Marvel fan, can't wait for all that stuff. Um, but, you know, if I'm putting money into it, you know, as a diehard fan, um, and I don't know exactly what I'm going to get out of it later down the line, I'm still going to put my money in. But for, for the more casual people out there who you know, watch and, and play casually and, uh, you know, they, they could have easily fallen in love with it as much as I have, it's going to have a very, you know, diminishing effect on, on, on the return of investment for those people. So, you know, it's best to stay as transparent as you can for the sake of that because we want Street Fighter to stick around. We want Street Fighter to be ever, ever. And these are, the, these, are the, these are the actions that need to be, you know, taken more carefully to make sure that happens, really. So, yeah, that's, that's my stance on it. What do you think, Kim? A lot, a lot of stuff to really say, and considering we've been doing this for like two hours already. Um, so <coughs> for me, for me, I think Street Fighter Five sticking around or not—that's not really an issue. It's, it's going to stick around for sure. Yeah, I can't say that um, most of the people out there have their trust in the company. That's it's kind of a public thing already. If you just search up. Uh, I was trying to find that tweet, and then I put in Google like Capcom feedback, Capcom fan feedback. I found that's some bad stuff, and you know, if people up there 
if they didn't know about Capcom and they just searched it up somehow, then they would kind of get the same. Uh, this is super creepy right, right now, what I'm seeing. <laughs> I'm to okay. I got messages from the missus, uh, so I'm just relocating quickly. Because uh, baby, baby is baby's not. This is fucking impossible. <laughs> this is like a horror film. Femi's playing a real life um, jump scare game in real life. Like realistic <laughs> virtual reality. Okay, so what, babe? I also think that, you know, it, go, it, it definitely goes a long way into um, like brand loyalty. Like you said, man, people people don't have a lot of confidence in in the message that's coming out of Capcom at the moment, and it would definitely go a long way if they were just communicated a bit more. <clears throat> I just I just want them to understand, uh, not understand. They probably do, and I'm sure they're overloaded with, with these kind of requests. Yeah, but this is this is what this is what I think. Okay, make this is the thing that you should take away from it. Make your announcement earlier. Any announcement. That's mm. it. Maybe like this is okay. So technically speaking, it wasn't the end of April when they made the announcement about the patch. It was probably like I don't know April twentieth ish. You know, yeah, that's, mid, that's not the end mid. of April. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but I I still want it to be earlier. Um, I I already know how it's gonna go, so I'm not. But isn't that, isn't not, that what, isn't not, not how they shot themselves in the foot? By saying that a bit too early. By saying it was gonna be. No, he means he means announced that it's gonna be late earlier as soon as they know absolutely 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 I know ahead of time I can prepare myself like you said man we're all going to carry on playing the game Street Fighter is still going to be the biggest um, property in the market for fighting games um, and it will carry so, I said before the game came out man it would have to do a hell of a bad job to to not be the number one game you know a lot a lot has gone wrong that could have that could have been maybe handled better and it's still very much, by some distance, the number one fighting game out there. Uh, and and Street Fighter Five is doing Street Fighter Five is doing great because now it's on TBS. Now the now E League is starting. Yeah. And there's there, there's other leagues around the world that are, that are going to be starting. Oh, people are paying attention. And, and I think I think if we look at this statistically, this has got to be our strongest series, our strongest period ever for sponsored players as well. Yeah, without, sure, the, sure. without without mentioning names, I've had conversations with a number of the players who are newly sponsored or have been sponsored for a while. They've had their contracts renewed. They've been approached by various organisations. They're now in a position where they can negotiate salaries. It's something that you know wasn't common for a fighting player. Bar you know the obvious is like Justin Wong's and Co. You know we are in a fantastic place. Oh, uh, we're in a time now. Like we were in, like you said, we were in South by Southwest in Austin at an event, an invitational event, twenty thousand dollar prize pot. And guys turn that down. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not going to go to that. Like, can you imagine that? Like, twenty thousand pound was sorry, twenty thousand dollars was more than like you got for I winning Evo. Yeah, like that was more than you got for winning Evo. You know, and you had to do the gauntlet for that shit. Well, I get yeah, to walk straight yeah. into an invitational bracket and play for that. That's fucking like the dream. And people turn that down. So it shows you what a healthy situation we're in at the moment. Um, there's a lot of options for players at a high level. There's a lot of incentives for people to play this game at a high level. That's probably why so many people are sticking with it, despite their vocal um, uh, uh, their, their vocal dis, dis, yeah, frustra- disenchantment, I was going to say, with the, with, the, with the product at the moment. But yeah. they're sticking with it, and they're competing, and they're traveling around the world for it. So, you know, it's and in, in, industry-wise as well, 
there's some seriously healthy competition going on between uh, YouTube gaming and Twitch right now. You know, without without getting too esports into this, but you know, that's definitely going to have a knock-on effect on us in a good way. It's only a good thing uh, further down the line as well. But it's just a great position to be in. I mean, if Capcom can get the next few steps right as well, um, they're going to be successful no matter what. But the level at which they could be successful and the level at which the players are going to benefit and the, and the viewer base and player base is only going to get bigger, I imagine, with all these very, things. Very, very interested to see what Season three's like because Season two's obviously been all new characters, apparently. Um, and it's sort of like misfired a little bit as well in terms of the release schedule and the patching and what have you. And we've still got all these amazing opportunities and these companies are still piling into the game. Um, and there's still more, more and more and more events happening at the highest level of competition. Season three, maybe when they go back to some of the classic characters that people might recognize, hopefully they give the, the UI an overhaul. They sort of switch the game up a little bit to give it a little bit of new life. And of course, it's there alongside um, MVCI. So you have like a, a duo of strong titles. I'm really interested to see where we're at there because, you know, with all this grand wealth that's being built this year, it's going to be a very interesting year, and hopefully, it can spread to a wider audience of like these guys that are seeing the game on TV. You've got these amazing things like um, like this charity uh, celeb no, thing that's happening on E League, right? That's mm. that's like a cool situation. I know that's it's awesome. going to be, I know it's going to be fucking terrible. It's going to be terrible gameplay, but it's going to fucking hey, suck. But like, hey, it's, TB, it's Street Fighter on TBS being brought on. Yeah. Exactly, but your cousin's going to say, "Hey, man, I saw Shaq playing Street Fighter on TV last week." That's crazy. <laughs> no? Yeah, but it's, it's, okay. Okay, wait, actually, actually, this is this is a good segue here. Uh, so I was watching E League. We were all watching E League, except you guys couldn't see the commentators' table for some reason. No, because we on TBS. Well, I was watching on Twitch like an idiot. Yeah. So on Turner Broadcasting TBS. What's, what's that stand for? Station. Station. <laughs> yeah, just say um, Japanese, buddy. Yeah. You're not American okay. yet, clearly. Okay, so, so I was watching it, right? And then my cousin was next to me, okay? So my cousin's a diehard sports anything fan. He watches hockey every single day, fucking baseball, football. I don't know why he watches it, but he watches it. It's part of his life. And we were watching Q Part of Five, and he was extremely interested in what was going on. And I was like, okay, so this guy doesn't really play Street Fighter, obviously, he doesn't really know the, the mechanics, but he's like really into it. So first of all, I was thinking like, okay, so basically TBS did his, not TBS, the E-League, Capcom, everyone that collaborated together, they did their fucking job. Because mm. what, because the production quality was, was up there, just on par with sports, really, to, in, in all honesty. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, at the time, he was watching uh, PR Rog versus Daigo. PR Rog has, I mean, in all honesty, he has more personality on camera, but he was more interested in Daigo because uh, let's say let's say that he's a diehard sports fan. He wants to yeah. win like, the highest caliber ever, so he he has to pick and choose who he wants to win, right? And he, yeah, he, yeah, chose, yeah. That. he, he chose Daigo. And I was really really interested in this because I was thinking like, okay, so if the if the casual consumer first saw this, who would they choose? But each because to me, I choose the personality because I've been in this scene too long. This top uh, caliber matches everywhere, right? But Daigo being the best, and he knows that he's the best. The TV stations tell him that he's the best. This guy wants to see this guy win because that's what everyone's uh, telling you now, right? But I thought it was really interesting that maybe in order for us to get even bigger than this, have more of these like top players out there that are like, and just throughout the history, just just throw it all out there. This is the best in the world. He's he's, he's struggling in three quarter five, but now he's making his comeback. And those those uh, couple sentences. Made him like a 
I think the the way to go with Street Fighter broadcasting is definitely the UFC model where you have like, you know, tailor the tapes, you have like mini video pieces put together about the char- uh, about the player's history and who he is and like he's the struggle and all that crap that people lap up. And then you have the human drama element. It's good stuff, though, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean... If, if, if you didn't know it, then, yeah, you couldn't... Then you wouldn't make it. Daigo, yeah, of course, Daigo has got the same personality as a cardboard cutout on screen when he's playing, but he's got, like, on this mythos... level cardboard cutout, though. He's got, he's got this mythos around him that, you know, everyone, everyone's... Everyone, like, is aware of who the fuck he is. You know what I mean? Like, he's just got this mythos around him. You don't... You don't necessarily have to have a, a larger-than-life Conor McGregor personality. That's great to have. I mean, it makes marketing super fucking easy. But it's definitely a story to be told around, like, ability and skill. But this, 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 is, this is actually a dramatic situation right now, what we're seeing with Daigo. This, this is quite an emotional situation. If you actually look yeah. at the history of Daigo Umahara, from ST to Guilty Gear to First Strike and onwards, and he's always been able to compete at the top level and be the person who the person to beat in most of the titles he picks up. It, you're absolutely right, Logan. I love the idea that you know someone will pick that up and say, you know, this 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 month on E League, can Daigo Umara make the comeback? You know, put some slow music in the background, show him walking down the street with his head down. He used to be number one. He was the best. Highlights of him getting his head bust all over the place in Street Fighter Five. No, no secret. The transition has been difficult. Bang, start the match. Suddenly, every person there who doesn't know anything about Street Fighter has got a connection with this guy, who's who you've just been told is historically the best to ever play. And you know, from when the, the tiny little things they were saying in the bar for you, Kim, for your your cousin or whoever it was, to be so to be so integrated into it. Imagine if they gave that guy that that story that the kind of like you know representation it deserves. Just imagine how neutrals would be behaving watching that. You know, you're gonna you're gonna be connected. You're gonna be interested in seeing what what happens. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's tons it, was, of it was really really interesting to me. Yeah, I think as well, Street Fighter is a really great game in terms of just casual viewership because people recognize the characters that are on the screen mostly. Um, there's not a lot going on for you to understand. It's basically yeah, you can you can see who's winning. You know, it's superficially like two people fighting. Yeah, admittedly they're doing weird, crazy, magical shit, but it's superficially two people fighting, so you can kind of get an idea of it. Pretty much everyone in the world has played it at least once. Time is also really important, though. It's extremely easy on the eye for time. And exactly, it's really easy to just dip in and out and watch five minutes of it. You've got sets in and that's it. It's all good. Um, I think it's really, really, really strong in terms of uh, broadcast ability, and I definitely can see it only getting bigger and bigger. At the end of the day... Let's not forget the the amazing um, Atlanta crowd. The crowd that... Oh, my God. Getting getting the crowd in was great. Absolutely. That was awesome. awesome. And I have to give credit credit to the E-League guys for taking on board criticism and improving the product because week in, week out, it's improving. Over and over and over. It's improving, so you know, like yeah, real time improvement isn't 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 common, even especially in live TV. You know, usually you wait until the next season, but they've been making real time adjustments, which is really impressive, and also shows that they give a crap, which is which yeah. is nice to know. Well, let's let's close up this podcast with um, Group C predictions. On oh shit, they're going to okay. play Group C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good yeah. shout, good shout, Group C. <laughs> it looks like the scheduled matches that will take place are. CN versus Tokido. Yeah, and, correct. 
Yep, and MOV versus F Champ. So I got my predictions. Did you post this? Did you post this in our little little group thing? Yeah, yeah. Just go to media. Look at the screenshot. Where is it? So I'm gonna say. Can I can I say mine? Because I'm quite excited to say mine because I'm pretty confident. By the way, I did predict I did predict F Champ to be top three at UFA, and I was correct. Nobody predicted that but me. So you know, I am a bit of a guru at the moment. You're so smart. You're so smart. Um, I, I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm actually gonna say surprisingly, I'm gonna say Shen over Takeda. I'm gonna say F Champ over MOV. Yeah, F Champ over MOV. Then in that match, I'm gonna say F Champ actually beats Shen in the following match. That's my prediction. Okay. I like I like Shen and F Champ. I think Shen's gonna go on to play Fudo, and I like Shen over Fudo as well. Are we predicting all the way down? Because that doesn't happen that day, does it? Yeah, it happens the same day. It's just later on in the night. Well, it seems that basically the people that qualify from that are going to play Fudo and Wolf Prone on TBS. Yeah. I, I, think, uh, like, I guess the format is basically they do one tournament on Twitch. And even though someone qualifies and loses, they're still in winners on the TBS yeah. portion of it, right? No, you, have, you, have one guy, you have one guy who gets out in winners. So that's the winner of... Uh, the first two matches they play each other and then they get out and winners they have to fight Fudo right, right, right. then yeah. you have the losers of that fight then they fight the loser of the the final so let's predict that I mean if we both agreed so that's going to be Tokido versus MOV are we saying Tokido for that? I like Tokido oh, let, let me get so then Tokido oh you disagree? you disagree with Shen and F-Champ? okay let me hear what you're saying Okay, so so CM and Tokido, I agree with that, and and I'll give I'll give more detail. I think Tokido playing Akuma, which is a new character, even though he spends all his time on that one character, I think it's not it's not enough because CM has all this Ibuki tech that's online, and obviously if you're in Asia, you can you can practice a lot online. I think CM's going to beat Tokido barely. Tokido usually somehow. CM's going to be an F champ. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah. MOV has been invited through his performances in season one. But he's been the he's most impressive Chun in season two, though. He's for me. Yeah, he's like he's the only Chun Li that's really tried to play season two Chun Li. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, Spot on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone else kind of gave up prematurely. He's 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 doing the Chun Li, the new Chun Li stuff. He's accepted her for what she is. And, you know, he, I just think if he'd have come across someone other than F-Champ, he might have had a better chance. I just don't think that's a good one for him. Okay, so the, exactly uh, what you said is the reason why I think MOV is a special Chen-Li. Because all season one Chen-Li's, like, you, can, you can win uh, based off like easy mode basics, right? Yeah. But <laughs> MOV is technical. He's a technical Chen-Li player. He won't miss those combos. He knows those setups. He's the originator of a lot of those setups uh, yeah. to start off. Yeah. So he will lose, but it'll be 3-2 F-Champ. 3 2. Wow, wow. I don't know about that. Alright, so MOV versus Tokido, you agree with us? You think Tokido's taking that? MOV Tokido. Uh, I like Tokido. I like Tokido too. Uh, yeah, I like the same thing. Yeah? Alright, like so F versus Shen. Who you call I like Shen, you like F Champ. Who do you like? I like F Champ for that, definitely. And, so, yeah, and you, you guys are assuming that he's going to fit the boogie, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, he'll go Ibuki versus um versus um Dalsim because Ibuki has a two touch kill on Dalsim with V Trigger. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna go you're gonna go Ibuki versus Dalsim. Why would you pick anyone else? Does she have but, some... but the new, the neutral is horrible. It's like atrociously in Dalsim's favor. The actual neutral game. Uh, you're, so you're it's disgusting. That's right, that's right. It's disgusting. But, but I scored hard kick, man. <laughs> I think I think okay, so after my start the engine man. Month, after one month of being in the States, I can de- I can definitely tell you that online in America doesn't make any sense at all. So where's F Champ gonna get the Ibuki experience? He's gonna get it. Well no, Marin is in NorCal right now. He's been here for like Marin doesn't play Ibuki anymore. Whatever, he's playing he's playing experience. He's a Buki is a bit it's like you might do yourself harm learning you know how to fight Buki by playing Marin to be honest. Sure. But anyway, you're a wise man. You're a wise man. Okay, so me and you are me and you are seeing Tokido versus um, Shen in losers. So that's a rematch. I think if there's a run back, I'm going Tokido, and then Tokido will play Wolfcrone in the in the thing. Shen, Shen, I love you, but I think Shen's going out. You think Shen gasses out? Is that, is that what you're Yeah, yeah, I think Shen gasses out. And then I think seeing... Wolfcrone absolutely destroys Tokido. <laughs> And I'm so I'm seeing uh, I'm seeing F Champ Takedo in that yeah. match, and I like I like F Champ. Yeah. So what then? What happens between F Champ and Wolfcrow? I like F Champ. Nice, nice. I yeah, don't I know. I, I don't know. Well, actually, they did play that one versus ten like a long time ago, and it was really yeah. That was that was brutal. But he didn't know. That. He didn't. He didn't really know what's going on, did he? Isn't it weird that online words are like really relevant now in tournaments? Punk is the lord of online warriors, man. Punk is the lord of online warriors, bro. Yeah, he's a classic case. Phenom, too. Phenom, that's Phenom's background, but he's made the Smug's an online warrior. These pad players, man, they're taking over, man. I think if you can play this game online... You've basically, you, you have the mentality to just make hard reads and commit to them. And that's game. this game's really important about that. Like, just go for something, commit to it, and be ready to capitalize if it works. If it doesn't work, you carry on playing. Um, and, of course, these guys have got the reactions to deal with the stuff in this game as well. But a lot of people maybe don't that are used to playing offline, in, with punishing, Arcades, respectful shit. These guys are dashing in, jumping in, doing all kinds of random shit all day online. I was saying to you that, that, that I, I played Takamura online. I kicked his ass. But I'll tell you what, he punished every... I'm, I'm telling you the kid was reacting. Every single like command dash, he punished every single one. Yeah. Every single time. Like, that's just young boy reactions. You know what I mean? Just to be so ready. Every I think he's also seeing that shit as well over and over and over online. They're getting the matches in. They're getting... Yeah, the- oh, they're definitely playing tons of people doing that. Yeah. yeah Street Fighter Five. Street Fighter Five is such a grinding game. Like, there's no such thing as a successful player that doesn't play this game literally six or seven days out of their whole week. Like, yeah. everyone that's winning right now, maybe if there's a <laughs> between being young and having the time to do all this, but I think you, um, you, you, yeah, for sure, right? I think F Champ, he's not from a, the new generation, for sure. But he puts in, that, that's why I like him so much as a player. Because we all know they have a full time job, but he puts in the work. I mean, his, his, household has, 
his household has top players in it. That helps out for sure. But of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's impressive working a nine to five and, and being as good as he is. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he has a lifestyle that, that allows for more practice than maybe the average, but still very impressive. Yeah. But then you have Zhao Hai, he doesn't play Street Five or at all, and uh, he's not human. <laughs> <laughs> this is a guy who money matches people in KOF with one hand. Decent players, like not great players, but your money match a decent KOF player. Like as good at KOF is as I am at like say Street Fighter Five. I'd like to think I could beat most people with one hand in Street Fighter Five. This guy would kick my ass. <laughs> you know, if he could play like like that. That's crazy. So yeah, he's a very talented guy. I think it's a really interesting time. He's got different types of players all coming together. Um, at the moment, it seems like these crazy young guys that have got the reactions and the hours in and the knowledge as well. Like they, they understand these matchups because they play them over and over and over again. I think and this makes for a good topic, guys, for, for the next one, Logan. I really like this topic. I think, I think let's write this down. We should be talking about the new era, right? The rise of the Koreans. Good grief. Are they, are they coming out with players left, right and centre? We saw those amazing players turn up in Paris Yeah, when we commentated over Logan. We've got these young bucks and they're, and they're teabagging disrespectful asses. Online online warriors turning into <coughs> legitimate yeah. threats in tournament, taking out Japanese players left, right and centre. And we've got the USA that is basically producing probably more surprise players and top talent than anywhere else right now. More, more, like from what we're seeing, anyway, I mean, Japan is obviously a very, very strong Well, of course, area. the fact what that the seeing. USA's got 7 million events helps throw up a lot of those players. Right? Definitely, but, but the USA always had the, the, main, the most events in, uh, in Street Fighter 4 as well. Yeah. And, and, you know, it was the same guys they were relying on. But now we're seeing guys like Vagabond turn up. We're seeing, you know, even Carl had a decent run, like you mentioned. Um, Brian, they, they're just coming out of nowhere. Left, right, center. So um, I think that makes a great topic. The new era is is, is the pitch is looking very different. The, the, the landscape is looking extremely. And um, I'd love to talk about also, that. Also, we can add we can add onto that list. Um, why why we think Street Fighter Five suddenly is an American game now? Like Street Fighter Five and America being the best hasn't really correlated for a very long time. And suddenly in Street Fighter Five, it's all good now. We're good. And all our players are dominating Japanese players. Street Fighter 4 that never happened in previous games. Logan, no, 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 how you say we now all of a sudden. He's an American again, yeah? Conveniently timed. Time to end this goddamn podcast. Just two months ago, he was Super Tantara Man's best friend. And now he's he's, he's uh, all about the red, white, and blue. Now, now the knuckle dude's on top, on top of the food. Oh, sorry, punk is on top of the food chain. <laughs> mm, okay, all right, all right. And thanks for watching our podcast. The next podcast is episode 26. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> hi, go. Hi, hi. Hi. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the time, guys. Peace. Subscribe. <laughs>